A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. They'll, they'll put a price, so let's say... Um, Quinn! So I don't know what to say. Let's say uh, what you said you're looking for. Uh, what? The stranger things things are the Batman. Sorry, so let's, let's, let's take the stranger things. Right, so. Uh, what's it in the score? Well, it's retired right now. I've seen it yeah. on the shelf for seven hundred bucks. All right, so uh, let's say they may start it at three hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's clearly more than what they paid for it. Right. And so basically, uh, they'll put there's a little timer uh, beside the price. So let's say we're going to start this for three hundred bucks. And we're going to put 30 seconds on it. And um, so as the timer ticks down, you have the option to bid on it, right? So, again, so you may get it for 300 bucks because nobody else outbids you. And you only have to wait a lot of times 30 seconds to a minute. That's cool. And normally if you get in some bidding war, it doesn't take – I mean, it doesn't take long at all. You know what I'm saying? And the price doesn't normally jump, but so much every time. So if you see it for 300 and you're willing to pay 400, well, you may very well get it for less than 400. That's true. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to get the Nintendo if I find it. I haven't been able to find it anywhere. And it's going to be retired soon, just like the Atari. Mm-hmm. Is the Lego set Nintendo? Yeah. Oh, cool. It's going to retire soon. Like they announced, I saw in this thing that the Atari that they just brought out last year is retiring. So, got to keep an eye on different things because never know. Well, what's going on, everybody? We're talking about uh, Whatnot. That's right, uh, Whatnot, a popular kind of eBay-esque, but it's live video uh, auction site. Uh, Rob and Brian talking about it uh, pretty much at length here. I I didn't want to cut them off because it was pretty good information. So if you're like Brian, if you're like Rob or myself, and you're collecting toys, collecting comics, collecting God knows about everything is on Whatnot right now, Feel free to uh, join the conversation. It's Stan Grubb, Brian Taylor, Rob Hefner with Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio right here at C2CRadioShow.com, Spreaker.com slash Corner to Corner, and all of your favorite, your very favorite podcast distribution sites like Apple and Spotify and all that jazz. What's up, guys? How are we doing? What's good? What's good? How are you? 
I'm tired, man. But uh, but the, the, the drafts will do that to you. It's exhausting just to keep up with that garbage. I personally didn't pay it much mind. I mean, I personally know that it's going to change the landscape of wrestling as soon as backlash Oops. is over. And everything in WWE is going to be so much better. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait. Yeah. But I'm saying he can't wait. It's going to be so, so much better. <laughs> Do you have, like, an example of what's going to be so much better? I mean, how would not a draft where you now have clear, defined rosters? Clear, defined rosters. And these ultra, super heavyweight mega stars that get to float between the two brands and you know since you know you were so clearly thinking about it and you put you flipped your women's champs to the different brands you know like but it's all good it's gonna be good it's gonna be amazing it's I mean, fine I know it's, it's gonna be fun I know we're going to talk about it, but I do believe that um, I do think that Raw is going to look a lot better than SmackDown. Yes, I but mean, both it, of them are going to look a lot better than NXT because <laughs> NXT looks like Walmart at Christmas time right now. <laughs> Lots of empty shelves. <laughs> There's uh, well, NXT is on right now. We're watching the the repairing of uh, Briggs and Jensen, which makes no sense. They broke up for like two weeks. Powerful stuff, NXT storylines. <clears throat> nobody left. Yes, they had they no choice. The guys got to be friends again. <laughs> friends. Friends. What's that? The problem is I don't even know who you're talking about. I haven't watched NXT in like forever. You're not losing anything. You're missing anything. I would say that's the big. Who the fuck's that? Dragon Lee. He's a former. That's random. Former <laughs> Ring of Honor uh, world champion, I believe. That was totally like, where did that come from? <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's a vignette before he. Uh, during his entrance, is that what it's supposed to be? Like I said, I don't know who these people are. And you're like Dragon Lee. Like I'm supposed to be like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, I was just reading the title. <laughs> reading the name, please. Come on, Rob, get with it. He just told you who he is. <laughs> Podcasting with Stan by ADD. <laughs> squirrel. You're what, not what? a squirreler, are you? Uh. No. Well, you get distracted. I don't get this. Okay, yeah, maybe sometimes. So well, let's, let's go back a second here, though. Brian, what what are you following? What are you watching on whatnot? Like, what's what's being, I guess, auctioned right now? Uh, so I'm watching uh, one of my current favorite cover artists, uh, Nathan Zerdy. Um, I'm about to send you a picture. Like, should I have, uh, I don't know, 
No, I don't have, you know, a lot, but everything I have for, of his is almost everything is signed. And um, so I'm watching the show. I picked up something new tonight from him. Um, I'm in the process of getting some of the older stuff I missed. So that's what I watch. And then uh, Comics Elite, which is another really good one that I participate in all the time. And uh, so, but right now I'm just watching Zerdy. So I missed him in Richmond at the Comic-Con a couple weeks ago, and I'm kind of bummed about that, but um, I'm sure I'll get another shot at him. What have been like your your super cool finds on there, like ones that you probably wouldn't have found anywhere else. Uh, well, I'm about to send you, show y'all a picture of two of them. Okay. Um, I'll send it to you in the little chat there. And, uh, y'all will think they're kind of probably a little weird, but, uh, I like them and I bought them. <laughs> So. Well, alrighty then. <laughs> well, alrighty then. You know that honestly, that art style looks kind of like Witchblade. Kind of what it reminds me of, but obviously the ones not. I showed you. Well, the first one kind of does. The second one definitely not. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So the first one, of course, is Bell, and then you have Snow White. Oh yeah. And the I, second I, one. How did I not know who that was? I just picked up Alice and I'm waiting here about next month when he's going to put out a fourth. So, so how did you find these? Like, how did you discover these? It just something you saw randomly or what the covers? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I saw, uh, some of his DC stuff and I picked up a lot of that. And Mm then, uh, from there I just, saw some of his other covers and started picking up some of the other stuff. And I, do, I, I really don't know why, but I really like those two princes I showed you. And mm-hmm. um, so I'm going to send them off to be graded and uh, they'll be my, I'm going to send at least those two. I'll probably wait till I get this third one in. I just bought tonight. I'm going to send them off to be graded. And I think normally they're about $70, $75. The book and then the signature. And uh, from, you know, I've gotten them fairly cheap. So I think two of them I paid 30 and $35 for. And then one I just got for 20 So... I've never done the whole grading process before. Is that is that tough to get through? Um, so it all depends. There's two main companies, CGC and then CGBS or C, CBGS, whatever, whatever the other one is. Um, so for signatures, the second one, CBCS, I think it is. Um, it's a little bit easier because they work with Beckett. 
are owned by Beckett. Mm-hmm. And they actually have uh, people that will authenticate signatures. So if you get, you know, if you have a book that you got at a convention and you don't have anything really to to prove, you know, that, let's say Jim Lee signed it, right? Um, they will authenticate the signature. Whereas CGC, you actually have some, you need somebody to, that, somebody from that affiliated with them or whatever to be there and witness the signature. So you can buy stuff with certificate of authenticities and CGC won't really pay attention to those. Whereas the other company uh, has deals with certain uh, places that I buy from that as long as their certificate is in attached with the book, they'll authenticate it, you know, as a real signature. That is an authentic signature. I, I won't say, I won't use real, but so. And that carries the value up a little bit, right? Well, if you get it graded, a lot of, I mean, a lot of times books will you know, you go for astronomical numbers uh, if they're graded. I mean, the difference in like, let's say, a Superman 1 that's graded. Uh, all right, so a Superman 1, I think, is sold for like a million dollars. I think the recent one, the last one I saw might have been $2 million or whatever, right? A non-graded one. But let's say you happen to have one tucked away in a drawer, right, that your grandfather gave you. And he just had, he had, you know, he stored it in cardboard and it was never dinged up, never looked at, never whatever. And you pull it out and you go get it, you know, you want to get it graded. Well, let's say it comes back like a 9.8, which is an average for a lot of books, right? 10 being perfect. And then you know, 9.8, you're, you're probably talking 10, $14 million <laughs> because of the likelihood of finding another Superman number one at that price or at that grade is not probably not going to happen. You know, you see, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So even beat up books, certain key, what they call key books, gold keys, which are, you know, really, really important books you want to try and get in your collection if you're a collector. Mm-hmm. Um, if a gold key, even though it's beat up, you know, again, you could find it on, you know, just a regular comic for a certain price, but you get it graded and, you know, it's going to go for much more value. Right. Um, and a lot of times, even the, a decimal point, and normally they go by fives, for the most part, unless you're at like the nines and the nines will go every two. I think it is so like you know, nine, 9.2, 9.4, 9.6, 9.8, and 10. I think it's pretty much the way it works. Right. <clears throat> Your decimal points, you're talking again, the, the difference between a decimal point is 
could be thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. So that's why you get it graded. Same thing with cards, um, baseball cards, football cards, collectible cards. You get them graded, and a lot, of, you know, it's quite a bit of a difference. Mm -hmm. so. I mean, I've seen the graded ones before, like uh, the, the the local, I guess the big local shop out here, Gateway. They have quite a few graded issues, um, mm -hmm. but I, I just I've never really paid a whole lot of attention to them outside of just knowing, like you said, you know, ten is basically like a perfect condition kind of comic, basically men. Yeah, and the, those are those are far and few in between they're really hard to snatch hold of um a 9.9 .9 is hard to grab a hold of also um and that's you know just pretty much like any you know any book you know um especially with the, the from cgc which is probably the bigger of the two companies graders companies it's a little bit harder to get that score through CGC, but, um, you know, you can find them occasionally for sale and some of them you can find a, a really decent price because some people may send them books that aren't going to hold no value to begin with. You know what I'm saying? So like a five, you send in a $5 book and it comes back a perfect 10. Oh, you got a perfect 10, but on the secondary market, you might only have a $70 book, you know, because you're, you're only really going to get back the money you spent, you spent to get it graded. Cause at the end of the day, it's still a $5 book that nobody's paying attention to. But again, you get a Superman one and you get a perfect 10. Well, let's just say your kids are probably taken care of. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd be happy to to have that. Uh, Superman one would be pretty damn awesome, actually. Yeah, I mean, I would love to have one, even not graded, but right, I mean, just to have again, it again. Yeah, just to have it. I mean, again, to tell you how, like Superman one, you can account, you can occasionally find a page, you know, just a page. From Superman one, you know, graded and it'll go for thousands of dollars, and you know, it's it's crazy. So here's what I've what I've gathered from from our conversation here. This is already more interesting than the draft to me. <laughs> um. We're going to talk about the WWE draft. It started last Friday, <laughs> finished up today, yesterday, uh, at the end of Raw, which ended in a cliffhanger type thing where big brawl, everybody's got to go. It's it's Brian kind of laid it out. Maybe they're trying to head back to the, the old school, what happened when they went off the air kind of feel. Who knows? But we're going to talk about it. Um, I I think that it's important to identify where the positives are, but at the same time, it is hard to overlook some of the head-scratching moments. Rob mentioned a couple of them, like, let's draft the women's champion from each roster to the other roster. What the hell? Why? Let me guess. They're going to do the whole go to the middle of the ring, and they're going to trade title belts. 
They better not do that dumb bullshit. That is the stupidest damn shit. <sighs> Bianca Belair's drafted to SmackDown. That happened on Friday. Rhea Ripley drafted to Raw. That happened yesterday. So both of them at Backlash this coming weekend are scheduled to defend their titles. It's highly unlikely, in my opinion, that either one of them are going to lose. So, um, yeah, I, I guess, Rob, I guess, Brian, I guess we're going to see them hand the titles to one another. Uh, well, so I actually don't think so. Okay. I think with the new title, the uh, I don't even know what this one is called, the world title. The WWE World Heavyweight title. Okay, with the, with the world title, the new world title. I think they're probably just going to replace the belts to begin with. Because if you clearly want a brand split, Mm -hmm. your titles shouldn't look nothing like the other one. Because they're the same titles. They're just blue or red. Right. And if you clearly want to distinguish the two brands, both brands need their own look. I think they need to go like, you know, back when they used to, they had the Raw Tag Team titles and the SmackDown, and they actually had the names on it. You know, mm-hmm. and get rid of the, like Brian said, the, the color because look, I mean, shit, the Usos have been carrying around the same damn belts for a goddamn year. Nobody cares. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you clearly have to distinguish the two brands. Well, the the new title that was de- that was debuted on Raw did indicate that there's been there's there's follow-up rumors to that that there are other titles set to be revealed soon. And supposedly, the women's title is actually rumored to be changing up a little bit. So maybe they go back to one of them's the Divas title and one of them's the women's title or Whatever. Um, the Intercontinental Championship. Or they take an ingenious idea and make one the USA title and the other one the Fox title. That could be interesting. <laughs> uh, the Intercontinental. Seen that before, you know. Intercontinental Championship is on uh, um, Raw now. Gunther and uh, the ring announcer is actually going to be coming with them. So the ring announcers are switching brands. Why we care about the ring announcer switching brands? Brands. I mean, you don't need to announce it, but okay, cool. Um, the U.S. champion Austin Theory's on Fridays. That makes me happy because guess what? I don't have to watch SmackDown, <laughs> and I don't have to see Austin Theory on television anymore. Yeah. So sad and what? I don't like. At least I know now where he's gonna be, so I don't have to like. Be scared if I turn the channel. Like, oh shit, there he is. Exactly, exactly. We know when to turn it off too. Oh, the U.S. champion. Oh, no, thank you. <clears throat> Feels like a wasted title to me. Around his waist, it just doesn't. This doesn't make any sense. But it's all gonna change after WrestleMania uh, backlash. Backlash. Let's take a look here. So, SmackDown, 
AJ Styles was drafted to SmackDown. Street Profits, Hit Row, Bobby Lashley, the entire Brawling Brutes, and the Latino World Order. For those of you that are saying, wait, what? Are we back in the 90s? No, no, the Latino World Order is actually back. It's uh, formerly known as Legado de, del Fantasmo, which is uh, Santos Escobar, Joaquin Wilde. Um, what is the guy's name? Cruz del Toro and uh, Zelina Vega and Rey Mysterio. Five people drafted in one pick. Yeah, but that's kind of how all the picks were, right, for, for the little groups. Yeah, it was weird. So Friday night when it first started, um, Cody Rhodes was the number one draft pick to Raw, and then they were really specific with it. <clears throat> SmackDown, with their first pick, selected the bloodline, and then they identified Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, and Solo Sokoa. Mm-hmm. Not the Usos. Yeah, but didn't the Usos go later? The Usos get drafted Monday night to SmackDown. Mm. But they're, again, a group, you know, getting drafted first rather than... I don't know. It's weird because, like, the entirety of the LWO was picked at one fell swoop versus two guys and Paul Heyman. Well, yeah, but uh, it wasn't Balor's group that way. Yeah, Judgment Day was drafted to... uh, uh, Monday Night Raw. Yeah, the Imperium, didn't they go as a group? They did. The OC. Mm-hmm. Did they get drafted? AJ yeah. Styles and the OC, yep. Oh, AJ and the OC, okay. Complete with uh, Mia Yim as well. And Damage Control. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I agree. Like, you know, if you're going to draft them as groups, then the whole group should go. You know, there's some they drafted as a group, and then some they're like, oh, it's here, and then you're going to come over here. So, I just, we'll see. I'm going to hold my breath. I've decided. Well, did they break anybody up? No, nobody was broken up. Um, Let's see here. Braun Strowman and Ricochet were drafted to Raw. As a tag team, Raquel Rodriguez, Liv Morgan drafted to Raw, Sonia Deville, Chelsea Green, the Lethal Lotharios, Humberto and Angel, the uh, Maximum Male Models, Viking Raiders. The tag team scene on Raw, by the way, is, is stacked. So many of the, like, there's so many that are just like, some some I hope they do a rebrand, but you know they're not gonna. You know, like we don't need maximum male models and whatever the hell you just said. Like, who cares? But then Ronda Rousey, she got she got drafted as a single competitor. No, no she I got thought, drafted with Shane. Yeah, her and Baszler. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's single competitor because Baszler ain't worth shit. Ow. <laughs> 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 I shall dig that night a little deeper. I think Dragon Lee lost to JD McDonough, and now he's beating up 
Who is that? Noam Dar. You know who that is? Nobody cares. <laughs> That's what it is. The next call T stands for no one nobody's watching wrestling. <laughs> you know what NXT really stands for? It's called I'm Vince McMahon. I have billion dollars, and look, I can put wrestling on that makes no goddamn sense. Yeah, but that's any night. That's not just isolated to Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see draft picks that made no sense. Um, anybody got a pick that that made no sense to them? Other than the women's title, I think we talked about that. We talked about that. Well, but I mean, even that makes sense. It's just they flopped them. Yeah, what they right. do with it is is really yeah. what make it important. Yeah, the, the and it's more for the belts than the color of the belts than who who went where. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, I mean, I mean my whole. Oh, go ahead, bro. No, go, go ahead. Go. Ahead. No. Nope. You weren't done. Well, then we're just going to sit here over blank air. Sweet. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I'm looking at the free agents. And your free agents are Baron Corbin, Brock Lesnar, Dolph Ziggler, Mustafa Ali, Osmos, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander, Elias, Von Wagner, and Quinn. Like, Huh? Like I understand Brock Lesnar being your 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 free agent, but the rest I don't get. Omos doesn't have any place on TV for me. I, I don't understand him him being on pay per view, much less anything else. Like he's facing Seth Rollins this weekend. Why? <laughs> They've had no interaction except for one two minutes, one two minute promo of the two of them doing a stare off or stare down. Like, and it wasn't really a stare down since, you know, got to look eye to eye for that. And Seth was really just looking at his chin. Baron Corbin being a free agent. Uh, okay, whatever. Haven't we seen bum ass Corbin before? The old homeless guy can't get a job. But I mean, like, okay. are any of these people in a storyline that makes sense for them to be a free agent? Maybe Brock, like you said. But even that's just because, like, every year. Isn't Brock a free agent every year? Mm-hmm. I mean, usually they leave free agent for, like, your Brock, your John Cena, your Undertaker, you know. Your big names. Like, I could have seen mm-hmm. Cody being a free agent. But. I think they are, the draft pick of Cody is to, I think he's probably going to be their first world heavyweight champion on Raw. Or maybe not. Maybe he ends up uh, losing yet again. Until he finally wins, maybe money in the bank, and then goes on another six-month losing spree until finally he can cash in. He's got to earn it. <laughs> and when is that title up for grabs? Isn't it? Is it this week? 
Uh, no, it is uh, Night of Champions at the end of May. Now, they said that it is going to be decided in a tournament, but don't get your hopes up, guys. It's not a one-night tournament. <clears throat> no, no, it's going to be over the course of weeks. I always hate when they do that. Isn't the the whole process of a tournament, at least wrestling-wise, to like kind of like the Royal Rumble be like a test of the stamina and everything? Mm, no, they, I mean, they do tournaments every week. Maybe it's just the the WrestleMania four memories that have uh, done like the 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 what do they call it the the Man, the Mandela effect or whatever it's called. I mean, I, I like the right. I like the one night tournaments that you know test people and see that. I mean, I don't. I just feel like you have so much buy in. You know, at least have like you could have the semifinals and finals on the same night. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of, all right, we're going to have these two people. And what gets me is we've talked about it before when you have the two people come down to the ring and you know one of them is not going to win. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when you bring, you know, Seth Rollins down for a money in the bank and Seth Rollins is coming down with a qualifying match against Elias. You know, it's like, who's going to win? Hmm. Elias, by the way, gets drafted to SmackDown. Rick Boogs gets drafted to SmackDown. Elias is a free agent. Oh, when did that change? On their 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 Instagram. Well, damn. Meanwhile, Riddick Moss, Madcap Moss, drafted to Raw. Um, what is this? Indusher. I, I don't know if I'm even pronouncing this correctly. It's uh, Jinder Mahal in his group, drafted to Raw from NXT. Yay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I mean, I think for me personally... The draft is okay because it almost seems like the way they've done this draft compared to others is they've mixed in the cannon fodder. <laughs> if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like you can look at the names and be like, uh, yeah, so they're, you know, they're down they're- at the bottom. You know, these guys are in the middle. These guys are up top, you know, but. If that makes sense, it almost reminds me of the old way of the WWE, you know, where you had like uh, Black Bart, right? Black Bart. You knew he was just never going to win, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and he, I don't even know if he ever did win. Iron um, Mike Sharp. Yeah, yeah, those types of guys. To me, this draft seems like they've sprinkled in more of that. Um. You know, I don't, I don't want to call them, you know, jobbers or whatever, but it, it's almost like they have, they've added more of the guys that you just know are going to be, you know, 25% win, win totals in there. Let's see here. <clears throat> 
Zoe Stark. <clears throat> she she Shia Lee sorry. Odyssey Jones. Uh Katana Chance and Caden Carter. J D McDonough. Already read off into sure. Uh Apollo Cruz. All drafted up from NXT. Indy Hartwell also, not to mention the fact that she's also the NXT Women's Champion. Well, I would imagine was. You know, once again, if we're going to, if we're claiming the draft is going to work properly, then she's right. going to have to get rid of the title. <clears throat> Let's see here. Grayson Waller. Um, damn, where'd my SmackDown list go? Okay. Here we go. Uh, Pretty Deadly, Grayson Waller, um, damn, um, Isla Dawn, Alba Fire, and... Who are they? They are the women's tag champs of NXT. So does the Rock's daughter get picked? Nope, she's still with um, she's still in NXT with the the Schism. I think is the name of the group. Mm-hmm. Now it's actually interesting because the Dyad, formerly known as the Grizzled Young Vets, requested their release not too long after um. Vince McMahon was rumored to be back in creative. When that took place, they actually were turned down. So they're stuck in NXT until October. And there's apparently a match going on right now between a member of Gallus. I don't know know who this guy is. <laughs> and Joe Gacy, the, the leader of Schism. If Gacy wins, the Dyad, formerly known as the Grizzled Young Vets, Gets a tag title shot. Were you able to follow that clear as mud? <laughs> NXT, I tell you. It's extremely entertaining. So Michaels, he probably looked at the board wrong. That's because he's looking at two boards. <laughs> That's how it looks to him, anyway. <laughs> I feel That's kind funny. of bad for him. I mean, they took like 10, 12 different people off of his roster, and they weren't just small small names. These were all pretty top tier, at least for NXT. He's going to have to repackage all sorts of people now. Yeah, but again, that's, they were top names for NXT. That doesn't yeah. mean they're going to translate to the main roster. And so that's what's um, you know that's what's interesting is their top names down there. The crowd knows them up, you know, on the main roster. But when they get to the main roster, you know. They're crap. 
I hope they don't do that to Indy, but I'm sure she'll probably be a victim of it too. Well, she had that triple threat with um, <clears throat> Roxanne Perez and Tiffany Stratton not too long ago, and she really looked like she busted her ankle up. So it could just be a situation where they vacate the title and then she's just debuts on Raw whenever she's healthy again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. My biggest thing about this draft is you put Cody on Raw mm-hmm. and then created a title for Raw that it's the Roman consolation prize. Yeah. <laughs> like not only were you not good enough to, you know, where we wanted you to win, but we're going to put you on this show. We're going to separate you. Probably the biggest storyline they've had in years. And there's a very real possibility. I, I joked about it earlier. There's a very real possibility that Cody yet again doesn't win during this tournament. I mean, if you really think about it, they're going to do – they could literally do what they did with, with uh, Brian Danielson at WrestleMania 30. Every mm-hmm. single time you think he's finally – nope. Is he going to – nope. <clears throat> no, but, uh, nope. Every time. Well, for me, the, the again, it's like this defeats the purpose of the draft. If there's a king of the ring, or not king of the ring, money in the bank, mm-hmm. and Cody wins it, and we haven't had any interaction between the two, and all of a sudden Cody shows up on SmackDown, jumps to the front of the line, you know, because that's how you do it with, you know, Apparently, money in the bank. You you point out, uh, I, I have money in the bank. You have the title. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come find you. Mm-hmm. But there's really no story behind money in the bank. Right. There's still a rumor out there. Um... I have no way of following up on what you said, Brian, because I can't disagree with you. So I'm just going to keep it moving. Um, there's still a rumor out there of brand only paper, like brand specific pay per views. In other words, SmackDown has their own, Raw has their own, um, or PLE is whatever we're called now. I, I feel like if if it's true that this is supposed to be Triple H finishing off the old and, and really getting his new start, which I still think is bullshit, but if this is true, what he's doing, then, you know, the brand-specific pay-per-views could be good. But there again, there's a lot of organizational factors that have to take place. You've got to establish the tag titles. We, you know, we identify that they're carrying around both of them. It's going to be separated out. We know that, or at least we assume that. We haven't heard specifically yet. Um Women's titles have to be <clears throat> designated properly. You've got the the new world title for Raw, but I mean, literally everybody on on social media, like the title or not, everyone has said, "Well, you couldn't beat Roman, so here's the championship for Raw." Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, you've got a lot. You got an uphill battle on your hands. This is just to get to get to Money in the Bank, which is in June. Not to mention SummerSlam in August, which supposedly that was the build, was Cody and Roman 2 at SummerSlam. Stupid. 
Well, it's it, it it's there's no point to it now. Like you've got the world title on Raw. You should if you were gonna if your goal was to get to SummerSlam with Cody and Roman, then you should have just drafted Cody to SmackDown. And that very first chance you had, you could have had Cody get in Roman's face and be like, "I told you, I'm not going away." Something like that. And they make him chase it for a while there. Again, still a missed opportunity, but. Who knows? Maybe they do get to 40. I, I kind of doubt it, but... Well, but lot. now 40 makes no sense. Right, right, because now you've got <clears throat> supposedly a 100% brand split. Yeah. Well, then, plus the other thing is, too, I mean, you have to understand what that means for the SmackDown roster. Mm-hmm. Like, if that's your intention to do that, to get Cody and Roman at 40, then that means there's nobody on the SmackDown roster that's going to get that title. There's nobody that's even going to get a a good run at it. Because, again, the plan is for Roman and Cody at 40, which means that the split makes no sense, that everybody on SmackDown who thought, you know, they were superstars or whatever you want to call them, I'd be pissed. I'd be legit pissed if I was the, you know, the next biggest name on 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 SmackDown. And just knowing ah, that world title's never come to me. I'm not going to touch that thing. I'm not going to get to prove that I can carry the, you know, carry the company. Why should I, you know, I'm going to just phone it in. Why should I even care? Looking at the men's division for SmackDown, because you mentioned, like, the next big name after Roman. You got AJ Styles, Bobby Lashley, Edge, Rey Mysterio, Sheamus, and I'm just looking at, like, in my opinion, who I'd consider a big name, and that's kind of it. Maybe you take a chance on L.A. Knight, right? Maybe you move him up, because he's popular. He's he's catching on real well with people. Um, I mean, it's just a testament just to how, how good Eli Drake was in the, anyway. Maybe you finally split the Usos and have Jay Uso go back after Roman. But it's going to pale in comparison. Like, it's not going to be the same as what you could have gotten. And now it just it, – it's funny because this, this roster split, I know there's a lot of folks that said let it play out. Brian talked about it an awful lot when we talked about the, the ending of night two. But now it just it, – it kind of proves my point. What purpose did doing all of this at night two – serve because now Cody winning that title uh, I guess casual fans will probably be like yay he finally won the big the big one I guess that's what they're looking at they're just saying ah well our casual fans will like it our 10 year olds will like it they'll sell action figures Mm. yeah just I the problem is, is, you know, this is going to be one of them things that you can't really judge 
until WrestleMania 40. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, think about it. It, it, it. Again, if Cody goes after Roman at WrestleMania 40 now, the draft was a bust. If Cody wins the title and goes after Roman at 40, title for title, whatever, the draft's a bust. If you keep them separate, the draft's a bust. Because the chance you had at WrestleMania, again, you could have switched the title. Everybody would have loved it. And you could have you could have done the draft, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But now you've literally split Cody from Roman. And I'm sure the thought process is, well, let's keep them apart for a year. And then we'll weasel back into the storyline. And once you do that, the draft's a bust. Because the point of the draft, two shows, two different, you know, traveling groups. <coughs> and you keep them separate. Uh, I will never, ever, ever claim to understand the logic behind what most people call WWE creative. Well, so I, I, I thought about it. I think the WWE has out AEW'd, or out AEW'd, yeah, AEW. Okay, all right, wait, what? <laughs> right. Huh? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they call win that, oh, my God, they're going to create a second show and put Puck on that show and keep mm-hmm. the elite on the other show. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've got to do this. And then they're like, oh, crap, we might have a problem here. But Vince, in his infinite wisdom, thinking he's smarter than everybody else in the room. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, WrestleMania 40, we'll, we'll put them together and nobody's going to pay attention. Hmm. A lot of ground to cover. <clears throat> A lot of tickets to sell. Speaking of tickets, last night's Raw, highest ticket sales that they've had, highest box office draw they've had in Fort Worth. WWE claiming record ticket sales pretty much since last July. Because people are still buying them. Mm-hmm. It's regular ticket sales when people actually buy one and they're not comped. It's just crazy. I mean, it's it's is it truly taking off or is it just the novelty of them touring again because it had been so long up until recently. Realistically speaking, they've only been doing live events back on the road since uh, mid-22, right? I don't don't, Whenever. Maybe early 20. But listen, it's not hard. It is not hard to get a higher box office You've been to shows, I've been to shows, Rob's been to shows, when the hard cam side is like 80% empty, right? Mm -hmm. 
And then we've been to shows where only the hard cam, where the hard cam, that section from top to bottom is empty. Mm -hmm. Every time they've been to Fort Worth, the hard cam side is 80% empty. And they're like, huh, screw it. Let's just do this. Mm-hmm. And so all these other seats, well, bam, that, that, you know, it's the highest number we've had. Cause you opened up more seats. <laughs> that doesn't, you know what I'm saying? That doesn't really mean anything. AEW does it. WWE does it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean anything. Right. When you sell out to Pontiac Silverdome, right. That means something selling on a, an average arena. And, oh, this is the highest box office we've ever had here. Ticket prices go up, mm-hmm. right? Oh, let's let's add in 200 more seats. You know, let's figure out, configure the floor a little bit different and add a few, you know, 100 seats. And that puts them over the top. But at the end of the day, they're still only, you know, I don't know what the bo- the actual number of tickets is, but it's no higher than probably any other place. When you sell out uh, the Cowboy Stadium, oh, yeah, that's something to keep an eye on, which you did with WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's something to keep an eye on. Oh, yeah, we went back to Fort Worth, and we made an additional $500,000 or whatever, and ooh, it's the highest payout we've ever had here. Okay, so you just opened up seats that you normally close down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Is that and really I'd all it takes to like AEW. do that? Like just open up certain seats? Yes. That's it. That's all you're doing. You're wow. not so if it's a fifteen thousand seat stadium, mm-hmm. right? And and that's that's not gonna change. Fifteen thousand seat stadium. Right? Mm-hmm. And then again on the hard cam, we we always shut down let's say fifty percent of that side. Right, so let's now you're at a an eleven thousand seat stadium, even with putting chairs down in the in the middle. You're still there's still four thousand seats that you could sell out. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, let's let's this time let's 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 configure the hard camp side a little bit different. Let's only close out two thousand seats. Well, guess what? You've now sold 2,000 more seats. You haven't packed the arena no no bigger because it's a 15,000-seat stadium. Maybe the new the new uh, uh, Tron for Raw mm-hmm. has allowed them to be closer to, the, to one end, which has then opened up more seats. Well, that's all it is. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're, you know... Uh, the the arena has built an addition to add two thousand more seats. No, they're two th- you know two thousand seats are already in there. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't a sellout is not a true sellout because there are seats that are always closed off. Now on the topic of ticket sales, as we look over uh, across the news, <clears throat> AEW they're getting ready to head to all in in London. 36,000 seats sold today. Today was first day of pre-sale. We got four more, apparently, uh, opportunities for pre-order tickets and such. But that's a hell of a good start towards uh, 
what, 90,000? 90, 90, is what that holds? Yeah, but again, though, I don't think they're... I don't think the way it's configured is going to be 90,000. Right? So if you remember... If you remember the Pontiac Silverdome, mm-hmm. right? What, WrestleMania 3? Well, that was it, right? Yeah. 3 was Pontiac, yeah. right? Do you, remember, yeah. do you remember the entrance? The yeah, entrance was small. Well, yeah, but the entrance was small. The little, the little entrance curtain or whatever right. was small. Yeah. The Pontiac Silverdome was completely sold out and made that much money because they had the the entrance was so small they didn't have to eliminate seats. And then you take this year's WrestleMania. So yeah, but again, if 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 it's a ninety thousand seat stadium and you cut off twenty thousand seats. You're not put. You're not going to put ninety thousand in there. You're only going to put seventy thousand. Mm-hmm. A lot of it depends on um, your your configuration for the ramp. I mean, and, you look at look at WrestleMania this year. They took half the stadium away. So how are they able to? Take half of that stadium away and still claim they had what they say had a hundred thousand, eighty thousand. Because they probably did. Because those seats are still considered like they're you know they're not considered empty. <laughs> oh, probably has screw skew the numbers. You know, it's like when they come out and they say, "Oh, we have nine that ninety four thousand six hundred and eighty one." That one person matters. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know how many people they sat on the ground, but I bet you it was more than you you probably actually think about. Because there's a there's a really nice picture of the arena from this year for WrestleMania mm-hmm. that you can really see, you know, like how many people they packed in there. But again, if you if you get rid of like some of the things in the past where you have blackout curtains that run up an arena to literally section off a quarter of the arena, well, it's as simple as taking the the blackout curtains down mm-hmm. and shrinking your arena. You can fill those seats because again, it's WrestleMania. If those were the if it was WrestleMania here and those are the only seats I could get. I would have no problem doing that because I still have a Tron that I can watch, mm-hmm. you know, uh, up in the, up in the middle there. And, um, I'm going to get a better view from that Tron than I would be from those seats anyway. I, I think so I have no problem okay. sitting in a seat that literally I can't see. Right. <laughs> You know, I can't see anything out of. And again, how many do you think they'll actually pull in? Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ 
The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Do you think it'll be over 60? I, I would imagine it, it... In their minds, right? Now, you also have to remember, AEW, I think, is broadcast to more people in the UK than the WWE. Right. Right? I think that... That uh, what two years ago, or whatever, last year or something. And it's a gigantic market for any company. I mean, the You're UK right. is huge for wrestling. Right. Yeah, but again, though, I think AEW gets more viewers from the UK than the WWE now because of the cable, the provider. Mm-hmm. Right. If I remember right, I think I think AEW signed the deal to put them on a bigger mark or a bigger provider a year or two ago than what the WWE puts out. A lot of it's going to just simply be, you know, and and while what 32,000 or whatever tickets sold and it was a sellout. Okay. So now you got, now you got to figure, you said they're going to do it three or four more times. Well, how many, how many, how many are they going to sell out or sell the next time? Right. You know, it's still too early to judge. Maybe that's the only 32,000 that are going to go. But at the end of the day, it's AEW's largest um, live show ever. Yeah, I mean, it's the largest venue they've ever done. And it's, uh, to my knowledge, the largest uh, draw as far as box office, even now, that they've ever had. Yeah, I don't think they've ever been in an arena that'll net them 32,000. I could be wrong, but I don't think they have. United Center was, what, 18? To my knowledge. You know, so. I don't remember the United Center, but I don't think it was 20. Rod, you chimed in. There you are. I mean, you're going to, like, you think about it, they haven't been to UK, the UK yet. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, a lot of times, like, think of the NFL. When the NFL goes to the UK, you know, the NFL goes to the UK, they sell out 
football stadium, and those people don't even watch football. Right. They're just coming for the experience. So it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. They're gonna have a great turnout. And but you think about the turnaround when the WWE started the NXT UK or WWE UK. Like it had a good following. It wasn't the wrestling and the and the and the crowd that did it in. It was the man himself. So it's going to be great, no matter how many are there. And it's going to be a win for them. Now, we don't have a clear view yet of what the main event's going to be. We've still got quite a ways between now and then. But uh, AEW definitely has uh, been busy, and they're laying some groundwork right now for what I would guess we're going to get Blood and Guts, the Elite versus BCC. And uh, it looks like we might be getting uh, a, a little bit of a an undisputed group here with uh, Adam Cole and uh, the newly signed surprise to absolutely everybody, Roddy Strong, who by all accounts was still signed to WWE, but apparently he just kept quiet and uh, had been a free agent since January. Yeah, but I mean, they still had him on the web page, didn't they? Yeah, they had him on the NXT roster. It's crazy. Yeah, so I I would imagine that Bobby Fish is probably still connected somehow with AEW, even though it's probably not out there. Because once you you figure once Kyle went out, Mm -hmm. Fish, you know, kind of walked away soon after that. So again, I could very easily see one of these this one of these things that Strong knew to begin with he was coming and right. he knew for a long time and just had to wait for a contract. And then of course with Kyle getting hurt and Adam Cole getting hurt or whatever, maybe it pushes things back some. But I, I mean I honestly think Bobby Fish will come back as well. Because if, if you're gonna if you're truly gonna split into two groups, I mean, could you imagine the undisputed era feuding with the elite? That'd be great. Or the you know, get a few amazing. more members of Bullet Club, mm-hmm. fight with Bullet Club. I wonder. I wonder who, um, or not who, but I wonder what the timeline is on Kyler Riley's recovery. I know that he had uh, neck fusion, so it's not exactly like he's got, he's coming back next week kind of thing, but I wonder if he's maybe ready, more ready to return than we know. Well, so, I mean, who knows, but... The the eight-man tag match that they got coming up mm-hmm. really doesn't make sense with Orange Cassidy and, um, uh, what is it, Bandito? Yeah. So I imagine that Kyle was probably getting close or is ready, and it's just, you know, when when do we slot him in there? 
I mean, you can't just – I mean, you can bring anybody back, I guess, once they're healthy, but you can't just arbitrarily do it without having some kind of plan or they're just going to flounder. I mean, I mean, that's the whole thing about wrestling. You always need to have a plan of some type. Yeah. I believe this week we're supposed to get the uh, the firm deletion. Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, uh, Isaiah Cassidy, and Hook against the firm in a uh, in a Hardy compound match. Um, we haven't had one of these in a good while. This could, this actually could be a lot of fun. Listen, if they're not, if they don't have Ricky Morton still up in that stupid fucking truck. <laughs> They'll have missed the boat again. Get me down. <laughs> <laughs> and the boat. The dilapidated boat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so let's see here. For the firm, it's uh, Big Bill, Lee Moriarty, Ethan Page, and... Uh, well, Who's the there. I'm, I'm trying to remember. Um, oh, jeez. <clears throat> Pardon me while I just look this up. The firm deletion. Apparently was taped last week, by the way. So, wow. It actually is Big Bill, Lee Moriarty, Ethan Page, and Stokely. <laughs> <laughs> Stokely's gonna fight. Damn. <laughs> that actually could be pretty good. Well, I don't. I mean, I think the last ones have been good, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think uh, what final delete? What was the one? Was it final deletion? The that first was, uh... one they did. That was him and uh, Sammy, wasn't it? No, didn't he do the Impact one first? Oh, yeah. I mean, they've done all kinds of compound. Yeah, but what I'm saying is they, yeah, they've always been good. Yeah. Entertaining, I guess. I don't know about good, but they've been entertaining. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to see Hook getting uh, different types of exposure now. Not just, okay, put him in the ring, give him a squash match. He's getting different types of matches, different types of scenarios. It's really cool to see because it's if he just stays the course, he really, really is going to be a megastar. Like, he really has that kind of an upside. I don't know if I'd say mega. No? No, you'd be a star. But again, what's the one thing about mega stars? They talk. Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, uh, The Rock, Austin, MJF. Um, You know, Roman finally talked, but he still, you know, he still has Paul. But Mm -hmm. they all talk. Hook doesn't talk. I don't, I don't, you know, and again, do we want Hook to talk? (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) 
I mean, I'm not saying he won't be a star, but I I would not make him a mega star. He's going to be a silent star with bad hair. It's the uh, windblown look. <laughs> I'm just jealous he has hair. Oh. It's not nice. I said I'm jealous he has hair. Oh, I thought you said I was jealous that he had hair. He did. It's not nice. See, I stand by initial statement. Oh, let's see. Supposedly there was an update on AEW Fight Forever. I did not catch it, and I haven't been able to find any of what this update was. Did this update actually happen, Brian? I don't. How would I know? I don't know. You follow this stuff just like I do. Come on, man. You're in the know. You're the you're the game guy. Tell me. Tell me. <clears throat> Give me something. I guess not. Okay. Well, so no, much for so, our video oh, game. Yeah, I, so here's I did you know I did hear that there was an update, but okay. why don't you tell me about it, Stan? No, seriously, I I have not been able to find it. I wasn't kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> So no, but I mean you can't do that. Like, yeah, I, there was an update, and I don't know what happened. What are you? What do you know about it? <laughs> well, I figured maybe you heard it because you're you're always seeing that sort of stuff before I do. Yeah, but normally I would let y'all know if I'd seen it. I have no clue. I don't know what they're doing with that stupid game. By this by this rate, you know, at this rate, Fight Forever will be uh, out in 2026. Well, but but again, though, let's remember how long it takes video games to be made. I don't come out and say, hey, we're doing Fight Forever, and then tomorrow the video game pops out. These things take time. They take years. You know, they're, they're not announced in January and come out in December. They take years. The only reason why I like a game like 2K... WWE 2K comes out because they don't change anything. Madden, the you know NHL, they don't change nothing mm-hmm. other than maybe adjust stats on players or you know change one particular model to look like somebody new. But at the end of the day, they're still the same models. That's why they can come out on a regular basis. Call of Duty is the same way, or not Call of Duty, but like Warzone and Fortnite. And it's the same game. It's just changing and tweaking certain things. This you know, is a brand a new sign. game that could take years. You know, it's not a good sign when you check the Wikipedia page and it hasn't been updated in a year. <laughs> the problem with that is you went to Wikipedia for your news. Well, it's, it's, I was trying to find something, just any hint of an upgrade. Here we go. From whatculture.com. All promotional material for AEW's upcoming video game, Fight Forever, has been finished with filming, editing, and updates all in the bag, seemingly nudging the project closer to a release date. This is per a new report from Insider Gaming, which notes that the promotional material in the can, AEW Fight Forever's release, is now a waiting game. So the update is, there really is no update. <laughs> well, again, though, why, why, are we, why are you expecting an update? 
Let's look at Skyrim. How long do you think Skyrim took? I have no earthly idea. All right, so here's one you should know. Let's look at Diablo 4. How long did Diablo 4 take? That's a good one. Diablo Which is 4. Due out next month. Yeah, Diablo 4, by the way, uh, next weekend, not this weekend coming, but next weekend, open beta for everybody on Diablo 4. Um, and as mm-hmm. far as I know, it's all consoles, all consoles and PC. Um, Diablo 4 was announced, what, uh, when did, was it 16? Might have been 16, 17? No, 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 no. 18, 18 or 19, somewhere in that. But anyway, that's still four years, roughly, from today. And that's not really a technical marvel when it comes to video games, as far as, like, graphics. And it took them four years. Skyrim, Starfall, some of these big AAA games, Mm -hmm. they've been in development for crazy number of years. I wonder how long it took them to put together World of Warcraft, like the first release. Mm, I don't know. Because like it's it's extremely popular. It's still doing ridiculous numbers in its subscriptions. DC Universe Online, same thing. They're still doing extremely well with their subscriptions. I remember DC Universe Online, I remember doing the beta test for that. And that beta test was like six, seven months. The World of Warcraft game, I don't I don't even remember hearing about it, reading about it, seeing anything about it. It just came out. Like so I always wondered how long it took them to actually put that together, especially back then. Well, I bet you you if you look on Wikipedia, it'll probably tell you how long the development time was. Do you think it might be on cagematch.net as well? It might be. I don't know. You pull up some crazy sites sometimes. But again, like we we had COVID. Like this game was being produced during COVID, right? Which slows down everything. And now, you know, it's going to take time. It's a brand new game, brand new, you know, everything. The people that are making it, have they ever made a wrestling game before, right? I know it's like produced by Ukes or whatever, whatever it is, THQ or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they haven't made a wrestling game in how long? Well, since No Mercy, really. Well, yeah, and, and yeah. how long ago was that? Two thousand. So that's oh Lord, uh, thirteen years. All right. Twenty-three. Twenty twenty-three years. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So probably anybody that worked on that is no longer there. So they have to figure the whole thing out again. That's wild. It's been that long since that engine was used. There's also another game on the horizon called Ultra Pro Wrestling uh, using the same game engine, going for a unique kind of uh, feel with all all original characters. Um, There's a guy named Hal Haney on Twitter who is uh, doing all of the character art. And uh, this game is, they're doing YouTube videos, like walkthroughs and previews and answering questions from uh, from customers who are donating to their um, Kickstarter campaign. 
that's one that just quietly popped up not too long ago. I just saw it on Twitter. Just somebody had posted a, a screenshot. I was like, what's this? Ultra Pro Wrestling is what it's called. Hmm. Two-man team, as I far mean, as what, I know. What, what, is the, what is the one game? Star Citizen? Is that it? It's been in, like, production for, like, oh, I think 10 called, years. Isn't it called Starfield? No, that's the new Bethesda game coming out later this year. Oh, okay, okay. I think it's like Star Citizen. God, you know, starts a game. He's, you know, I think it might have even been off Kickstarter or some craziness. Made millions of dollars. And he's, you know, the game's still been in development while people are playing this thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how that's how the the gaming world is, uh, you know. You can't just crap a game out. It takes time. And again, I'd I'd rather you make sure make sure it was good, no bugs and no hiccups, no problems. I'd rather you delay it for a year and get it right than to put it out. You know, much like what was it, two K twenty two? You talk about the bug down version? One? That was 2K20. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one. 20, whatever it was. Yeah. Take take your time. Take a year. Get it right. Well, as predicted, Andy Hartwell standing mid-ring right now on NXT on crutches. Uh, looks like she's surrendering the title. And then I bet you she'll show up on Monday with no crutches. Perfectly fine. Hmm. Just curious if if anybody's going to run out and attack her or something, or if she's just going to surrender it and be done. Okay, see you. I'm going to Raw now. Bye. Hmm. What? He said you're a wiener. Nuh-uh. No, I'm not. He said it, not me. It's not fair, man. Oh, EC3 had uh, reached out to AEW. I don't know if you guys saw this. (laughs) (laughs) He emailed Tony Khan trying to get himself a job. And, and did, weren't they just blasting AEW not too long ago? Yes, yes. Uh, he did an interview shortly after he sent the email saying that Tony Khan had been ignoring his messages. Well, gosh, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, go 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 do your uh, you know your indie show and enjoy it. Your enjoy your fame. Yeah, control your narrative. <laughs> Bonehead. Well, I mean, the bad part is, I mean, you had people like, you know, Strowman and whatever he was going with at the time that, I mean, they were talking shit about AEW and only having 10 people show up for your show. Mm-hmm. And if you, you know, if you're, you're, you're Braun Strowman, you only have 10 people showing up, that should probably tell you something. Yeah.
I don't think I ever saw any of the uh, control your nar narrative uh, stuff, like matches or anything. I remember seeing some of their their promos and everything, and that was just a theory in and of itself. But yeah, I never saw any of their stuff. What in the world? What's going on? You don't hear all that? Rob's at the ice maker. Aha! It's ice tea time. Yeah. I think he had candy first, and then he went for the for the tea. Uh, I'm trying to really see if there's any other real news. There's really not. It's actually kind of a slow week. And, oh, by the way, don't forget that Backlash is uh, coming up this weekend. Bad Bunny like has... I like the fact that I've tried to talk half the night and it doesn't pick it up, but you all pick up my ice machine 10 fucking feet away. Wow. Well, I mean, I don't know why you're cussing and getting mad. I'm not mad. Shane, do you think he was mad? I don't know. I don't Whoa, there's Dexter Loomis from under the ring. All right, that was actually kind of fun. <laughs> I think he's mad. He dropped the F-bomb. His his I know his mic has been not doing him any favors tonight because there was one point where we were talking about uh, Wembley and we were talking about ticket sales <laughs> and he said so I could hear him but I could hear him like in the background like it wasn't it was almost like he was talking to somebody else and then the next thing I know it was you know it was quiet again and then we got and he chimed in so it's interesting. Sorry, Rob. I guess it's your turn for the uh, for for the microphone issues. Now you done made him mad again. I I heard you almost perfect that time. Maybe you should stand away from it or something. Just yelling across the room. So you're not bringing up CM Punk. You're not bringing up. Oh yeah, like, yeah. CM you know, Punk is uh, his world tour is going on. That's a good point. <laughs> good observation. <laughs> so the big news that came out of uh, the the other companies, and I think I worded this way for a reason, but so hear me out. Naomi Trinity Fatu, um, seen backstage at GCW, seen um, in Chicago backstage, and debuts for Impact Wrestling. Well, Mercedes Monet uh, is in the audience celebrating uh, Trinity's uh, debut. And we start catching wind of CM Punk. Now, last week it was CM Punk was backstage at Raw trying to shake hands and have conversations and ultimately <laughs> kicked out, shown the door. This week, CM Punk is actually at Impact backstage playing Uno. Was he playing Uno? I hadn't heard that. So apparently he... <laughs> I, I read this and I, I I wasn't sure what to make of it. And the reason I, is I, I hope to God they filmed it. I hope so bad that somebody was with him when they filmed and filmed him playing Uno in Impact and getting kicked out of WWE because when he comes back, one, I hope he's full heel, and two, I hope this footage plays 
of like WWE security escorting him away and all of that because it's crazy to me. It's got to be he's under contract. We already know that. He's not a free agent right now. So it's got to be a situation where he's just getting people talking, creating a buzz. It's almost June. We got another month or so, and that's it. And then 21st is when he's supposed to come back. So, yeah, the story goes he was backstage at Impact and playing Uno with the folks backstage. But what if, what if, let's let's not go into the he's creating a buzz. What if he's a changed man? What if this time off has made him realize, oh, I've been a dick to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I want to make amends. You know, you're not necessarily wrong on that. If you look at it, um, him showing up last week at Raw, right? Shakes hands with Triple H, has a quick conversation. Uh, other newsworthy part of that is he goes to the Miz, where apparently there was some kind of uh, some kind of a, 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 a strife between them, a rift between them. Um, works it out, talks it out, shakes hands, makes friends. Um, I don't know of anybody in Impact that he might have had heat with, but maybe you're right. Maybe this is CM Punk. Maybe this is the forgiveness tour. Hey, just well, letting you know I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Like, I say forgiveness tour is kind of a joke, but maybe you're right. Yeah, but maybe he maybe he didn't go to Impact for to like, oh, I need forgiveness from somebody. Maybe he's like, you know, I, I, I should be talking to friends. I should be, you know, people yeah. that I know that they're here. Maybe I should have been doing this, you know. I'm not saying necessarily, you know, I was an asshole to everybody, but, you know, it does seem that he's finally getting it. Yeah. Do you think that, like CM Punk's a good example. He's a huge star, right? He's going to come back in June most likely, and it's going to be a big moment for AEW, and they're going to most likely make some pretty solid money out of this. But there's going to be fans that are going to consistently go back and, and say CM Punk is selfish, blah, 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 right? Do you think there's ever anything he could do that would ever get fans to, like, change their minds? At the end of the day, uh-huh. as long as the fans are paying money, what do I care if I've hurt their feelings or not? Sure, sure. And I hate to, you know, I don't want to sound mean or whatever, but fans are going to think whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? And again, here's, here's, here's a fact. When we thought Kenny Omega might go to the WWE and appear right. at the Royal Rumble, the WWE fans are all like, yeah, he's the greatest ever. But when he doesn't go, oh, he's just some, you know, flippity-floppity dude. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. CM Punk is no different. If he was in the WWE, that portion of the audience would love him. But he's not. He's in AEW. AEW fans love him. WWE fans will use whatever excuse they can to run them down. So I asked this question on Twitter, but about somebody else. So news broke this week 
And I'm glad you brought up Punk because I would have completely forgot to bring this up. But news broke this week, as a matter of fact, yesterday, that Tessa Blanchard has signed on a multiple show deal with XPW. Which, if you're familiar with XPW, basically it's uh, deathmatch style wrestling, hardcore style, and they also have, um, you know, straight up wrestling matches. But a majority of it is just deathmatch style. And I noticed on Twitter that <clears throat> a lot of people were just, you know, laughing at it, saying Tessa, you know, doesn't deserve to be signed anywhere, and so on. And I asked the question. I said, "Is there anything that she could do?" to show, hey, I'm a different person now. Because, it, look, the, the stories allege that she had a bad attitude, didn't want to lose the title, took the title with her. She got fired from multiple companies. A lot of it's already out there. And then, of course, there's the backstage allegations of uh, racism. Now, to her defense, she has publicly and with others come out saying, hey, you know, I'm really sorry. She's had conversations with those that she offended. Um, and they've said in public statements that they had made peace and everything was, was fine. But for fans, do you think that there's ever any time that like a person gets a true second chance? Like, is there anything that she can do to rehabilitate her image? Sure. Go to the WWE. Again, when they're in your, the company that you watch, right. It's no big deal. But when they're not, you like to run them down. Cody's a prime example. Oh, yeah. People called him a traitor. <laughs> Judas. I mean, just all this well, horrible they, stuff no, when he left AEW. Even, sure, but when he was in AEW, the WWE fans were on him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very true. She's no different. Now, I'm not saying that she'd be forgiven, but if she went to the WWE tomorrow... Mm-hmm. And won a title Friday. I'll lay money. That wouldn't nobody care. Except for the group that didn't get her. Doesn't get to watch her on TV. That's how it goes. That's how it is in baseball. That's how it is in football. That's, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Bryce Harper, right? Excellent example. Yeah, when he played for the Nats, the Nats fans loved him. He goes to Philly. Oh my God, he's you know, Effie. he's a bum. He yeah, he, he can't hit a ball. You know, whatever. That's how it works. And you watch it anytime you watch pro sports on TV. Like you watch the announcers. If you're watching your favorite team, you know, and they're winning, how one sided the announcers are, and then all they start losing, they're like, oh, oh I saw that coming. And so. It happens everywhere. I'm just curious. I mean, it's just, it's like like Hulk Hogan, for example, right? He's never getting back in the ring. At least we don't think he is. Um, but he's he's been accused of some pretty awful stuff, and he's he's said he was sorry. He's done about everything you could ask him to do. I mean, does a guy like that ever get another chance? Is there ever a true chance. second chance for any of these guys? I mean, someone like him, they're putting him in the Hall of Fame. Like, they, mm-hmm. they, they re-brought him out. They put yeah. in the NWO since then. They, you know, they've had him on the, the different shows. So, I mean, the WWE is allowing him back mm-hmm. um, in the graces. Like, the thing about Tessa, like, 
the problem with well, I think one of the issues with Tess is she never had the big like following. You know, she had she had skills and she had a following, but she didn't have that what what a, that fan base or whatever to get the crowd talking to mm-hmm. where businesses are like, oh well, we'll overlook your diva attitude because of your in ring skill or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. and um. But, I mean, you look at anything. I mean, look how many athletes in other sports have done something that's just, I mean, they've gone to prison and they've come out and gotten a job. You know, like, there's time for everybody to get, I don't know, forgiven, but it's there's a time where your talent outrides that and people are willing to overlook it because you're a talent. Mm-hmm. I never did get an actual answer on Twitter, by the way. 114 people uh, liked and retweeted the, the, the comment, but I, don't, I never really got an answer from anybody. Because <laughs> half crazy. people were like, like, Tessa who? Well, I, I think it also speaks yeah. to to Brian's comment about, you know, if, if she went to WWE and won the title, suddenly it'd be like, oh, she's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a huge perception of that. Like, once you're in a company like that, WWE, AEW, whatever, suddenly you can quote-unquote do no wrong even though you're still maybe that same asshole. Or maybe you're not. You know, it's it's just, it's weird to me. But you're right, it's not just, it's not just wrestling that happens and it's definitely all of, you know, basically being that of a celebrity. I mean, you look anywhere and there's always somebody who's done something that Oh my God! What would they do? And then they're back. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Mel Gibson. How many things has he done? And he's still making movies. And he's currently finishing filming a movie about Jesus. Another one? Yeah, he's doing a follow-up to Passion of the Christ. Really? I did not know that. Wonder how well received that'll be. As long as they don't say who it's from. Right, right. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. That's crazy. Really didn't know that that was happening. Hmm. But then again, a guy who owns his own island, does he care? Definitely not. You know? But, but again, like, Tessa's not doing herself any favors by signing contracts with a company that's known as Deathmatches. Well, not to mention the the way they usually treat female talent. I mean, XPW was uh, back in the 2000s. What was her name? Lizzie Borden, I think was her name. Basically, a notable porn star, and that's where they kind of stuck staked their claim, blah, on uh, their female talent. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're gonna sign a contract with that company, but I mean. But then again, we don't know what companies have knocked down the door or knocked on the door and she just hasn't answered it, mm-hmm. you know, or it's not to her, you know, maybe AEW or WWE or one of them said, hey, we'll give you a contract, but this is what we're paying you. Nope. That's not good enough or whatever, you know. 
Well, that's the topics that I had this week. Well, you better pick another one. You got 12 minutes. <laughs> oh, did uh, you see Impact has trading cards coming out? I did not. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't know if you can get them anywhere, but impactshop.com or whatever it is, but kind of interesting. It's good for them to try and net that money. Shopimpact.com, sure enough, you've got uh, Series 1 trading cards by Nerds Clothing. Uh, Does it give a breakdown? Looking at the 19 cards per pack, including one hologram collector's card. Uh, let's see. Oh, a hologram collector's card. Mm-hmm. That could be interesting. Let's see if I can find some information here. <laughs> just, uh, there we go. We'll just see if it gives me any information about it. Just says it's an all new series. Um, view full details. Let's see here. All new series. Uh, doesn't say how many. 19 cards per pack is actually really good, though. That's a good amount mm-hmm. of cards per pack. Um, $30 per pack right now. Per pack? Mm hmm. 19 cards. Yep. Well, that hologram must be something then. <laughs> it how better much? be. Uh, Signed or something. $30 for a pack of 19 cards with uh, one hologram collector's card per pack. Do you get yeah, a I'd gold have... bar with them? <laughs> I don't know. I'd have Jer- to see what a Jer- hologram <laughs> looks like. Maybe you get an impact contract. That would be actually a really cool giveaway. Really? <laughs> I mean, you don't think so? Just like a one-day or one-night-only contract, like a special giveaway where you can... Oh, yeah, and so, Stan, your your opponent for the evening is Sammy Callahan. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thumbs, Thumbs up, up, buddy. Thumbs down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, crap. Well... Thumbs up. Oh, and by the way, your match is a death match. <laughs> and he's already got the bat, so good luck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're fighting our special guest guest tonight, uh, Sandman. Oh, jeez. Well, at least I've got a good 15 minutes before he gets to the ring, so if I need to run, I can do it. That seemed like a good idea at the time, I guess. Yeah, no, that's that's not a good idea. Well, see, that's what we do here, you know? We've all had it where we've had a good idea and we're like, ooh, and then the other goes, nope. (laughs) Here's why that won't work. (laughs) This is why that is the stupidest thing we've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) We are all dumber for a listening. Wow. Wow. Okay, well, there's that. Uh, we do have a new partnership uh, announced on our website. We are 
happy to uh, help co-promote for Mr. Co-host Diego for the Let's Find Out podcast. If you're into the supernatural and uh, other mysteries of the unknown, uh, our good friend Diego is uh, doing actually his, his own thing, doing a brand new podcast. He started back last December. Uh, you can find the official link on our website at c2cradioshow.com. Um, and he's uh, he's extremely busy doing a lot of his uh, supernatural, Bigfoot, um, conspiracy theory kind of uh, episodes. How have you not told us until now? I just got the information from him uh, this week, this past weekend. You're killing me right now. Literally just got the information from him this past weekend. And you're literally killing me right now. That's all I can say. Why? Oh, I haven't said literally. Oh, I would be listening to that. I would be. I'm down for that stuff. I don't know about Bigfoot, but we can talk supernatural. And I love a good conspiracy theory. Kevin Nash talked about uh, the JFK theory, the magic bullet. On his? On, yeah. on Nash's podcast? Yeah. That's interesting. I would love to have heard that one. I'm his have to podcast look that up. is actually fun to listen to. He just sounds like a normal dude. He's not like. It's not an agenda. He's not like trying to sell tickets. You know what I mean? Like, so, kind of sounds like Cornette mm-hmm. does sometimes. He's just being himself. He's just having fun. Him and. Uh, What's the guy's name? Sean Oliver, I think is his name. Um, he does a lot of the, the you shoots and all those different videos. Mm-hmm. But they just sit there and they just shoot the shit. They talk about wrestling, of course, but they really talk about everything. God, they, they've talked about Trump. They've talked about football. They've talked about, uh, of course, the, the his son and his untimely passing. Um, they talk about... Uh, just literally everything you could think of. They they really do cover it. So it's kind of interesting. I was just scrolling through YouTube the other day, and it just says, Kevin Nash talks about JFK. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, what the hell? <laughs> Let's hear what he's got to say. But he, he makes some valid points. He talks about how uh, uh, the, his co-host had, had been um, – in communication with somebody that was supposedly training where, where Oswald supposedly learned how to be a marksman and mm-hmm. they joked that he wasn't a very good shot at all. And that there's absolutely no way in hell that it was him that did it. Then they joke about the magic bullet theory. Um, so it's pretty crazy. Actually, I, th- I want to say there's a, I think maybe it was on Netflix or something. There was something about Oswald, and they kind of go through the timeline, the supposed timeline, um, and it doesn't really make a lot of sense. So, and then I think there was something about the gun that doesn't make a lot of sense either. So, but, you know, that's, that's the crazy thing about conspiracy theories. They're fun to talk about, but you can never prove they're true or not. Uh, 2028 is when the uh, Warren report comes out and all the uh, evidence and stuff comes available for public view. 
the Warren Report. Which one was that? So the Warren Report, the Warren Commission is what was formed to officially investigate the assassination. And it Isn't that was, out? So the Warren Report itself is out, but the evidence surrounding it and the other investigation notes oh. are not. So <laughs> I don't know. So would that be, what, is it 50 years? Yeah, yeah. So like the yeah. – it, during the JFK movie, like right towards the end of it, it, it says in 2028, the evidence will be available for public view. So we'll find out. Yeah, but you know, as well as I do, the good evidence ain't going to be there. <laughs> like, they're legit not going to be like, uh, yeah, maybe this person who's tied to this person who's ultimately tied to this person who's tied to the vice president. We have evidence. You know what I'm saying? That's never going to come out. It's all in the president's book. <laughs> like again, it, there there are certain things that are, will never come out, even if they have the evidence. Because if they did, that can ruin governments. Mm-hmm. And they're not ruining governments. That's why conspiracy theories are so fun. It's like, uh, what was the, what was the one I was just watching? What was the one I was just watching? Oh, Oklahoma City. So what's, what's crazy about Oklahoma City, right, is they tell you it was one bomb, right? Remember that Oklahoma City? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was the truck, right? Mm-hmm. That blew off the side of the building. But then there's news reports. And again, this was part of the trailer I was watching. <coughs> there's news reports. Oh, we have a report of a second bomb being found. We have a report of a third bomb being found. We have a report of a fourth bomb being found. You have bomb experts that's like, hmm. Don't care how much you pack to that truck, you're not going to take off that, you know, take that building out like that. Again, they're not going to tell you, you're never going to find out the truth, no matter what they declassify, because if you did and it tied into certain people, what do you think would happen? The American public would go crazy. And whatever whatever, you know, whatever's going on in Washington would be voted out. You would have normal people up in there. And then they would have a chance to create their own conspiracy theories. <laughs> we need Nick Cage on the case. He could save us. But, but again, that's the whole point of conspiracy theories. They're just, sometimes they're fun to talk about, especially if you have like-minded people that will talk about these conspiracy theories and don't mind pointing out little interesting tidbits, right? As long as people don't get mad over them. Although I don't mind when they do, because those are kind of funny too. So, again, it's like 9-11, right? Anybody remember 9-11? Nope, never heard of it. What happened? All right. Remember the day before? 
Yeah. Anybody remember the day before? Right. Do we remember what happened on the 10th? Anybody? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. I'm not, not at even, all. I'm not even playing. No. I have, if you're asking me to remember something specific. I Do you remember Ashcroft coming out? I think it was that. Was Ashcroft? John oh, Ashcroft? Yeah, you've told me this part before. I, I, yeah. Yeah, some, some kind of a big deal happened on the 10th, and then 9-11 happens, and then oh, yeah. a, a yeah. Mis- or it's missing yeah. again. Oh, kind of thing. we're missing $20 billion from yeah, the yeah. military. Hmm, $20 billion back then. I think it was $20 billion, whatever, whatever it was. Not in, with an M, with a B, or maybe it was a T. It was one of the two. It was a crazy <laughs> number. Was it a B right? or a T? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He did the press conference during the day. Why during the day? Because the American public's at work. We're going to follow this up later in the evening with another press conference. Did the other press conference happen? No. Why didn't the other press conference help him? Because people would be at home. Do you know supposedly what was in part of the Pentagon that got hit? No idea. All the papers that show we lost all that money. Now, that's a press conference. You go look it up. But you see why there's conspiracy theories. Because, again, they did it at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I remember watching it on TV. I've yet to find other people that can remember watching it on TV. Why? Because they were at work. I was working night shift. Guess what I was doing at 2 o'clock in the afternoon? Flipping channels and, oh, there's a press conference. Yeah, going down the rabbit hole of 9-11 conspiracies is pretty insane. That that doesn't yeah. describe it. It's 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 crazy. But again, though, this is why we have conspiracy theories. Right? You have these weird little things that occur. Now I'm not saying, you know, I'm not going down the rabbit hole, right? But I say this is why these conspiracy theories are, are kind of fun and interesting sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you remember one of the first pre- or news co- or news? report when the Pentagon got hit. Anybody? And I, I think it might have been NBC4. It wasn't that a plane flew in the Pentagon. They said the Pentagon was hit by a missile. Whew. What the? <laughs> now it's a plane. But for those people that like to dive, deep dive, you, you give them all types of crazy ammunition. <laughs> That's why I love talking about it. Because it's to me, it's interesting. And again, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with the with the actual report. I'm just pointing out certain facts because sometimes it's fun to push crazy people. <laughs> Well, <laughs> you can catch up with uh, these kinds of I'm stories. Doing, I'm more. going to Diego show now. I'm go, done with disco. Go I'm going to, to Diego show. <laughs> <laughs> go to podpage.com slash let's find out with co-host Diego, our good friend Diego, doing his paranormal intelligent design co-host. entertainment. Huh? 
He got a Facebook page. His own Facebook co-host Brian Dare. Yeah, what right. is it on Facebook? <laughs> His Facebook page. Give me a second. I'll pull it up real quick. Listen, when when I when I helped on on uh, Diego and Devore, uh-huh. we talked about Bigfoot. Uh, I forget who was on there. We did a little Bigfoot action. I'm down with stuff like that. Again, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I don't know about Bigfoot. <laughs> I think it would be funny to see one. Facebook.com slash co-host Diego. And I'll put this in the little chat here, too. Yeah, put it up. Talks all, I mean, he's got one here about UFO encounters, the Beast oh, of Busco. Oh, I love Busco. UFOs, man. I, I could um, do UFOs. What is the Beast of Busco? I don't know about that one. That is, it Clint, like if you don't stop turtle. biting me, you're going to become a conspiracy theory <laughs> what Let's happened see. to the cat <laughs> at one minute he had a cat the next minute all I know is he was eating Kung Pao chicken <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah he uh, he's most recent episode on here shows the beast of Busco that he's promoting no, no no I'm sorry that's him promoting somebody else's YouTube my bad uh, most recent episode talks about I talk cryptids. I talk cryptid is a UK UK based paranormal cryptid research. We're bringing us the best information out there today. We'll be learning more about Charles Mills Lake monster, Holly Island swamp monster, the UK wild man. That was done on April 22nd. So he's doing it every week. It drops every Saturday, um, and it's on all your major podcast platforms, just like we are. Nice. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get me a guest spot on that. <laughs> I'm we sure can talk he'd some let wild you. He'd, shit. he'd be happy Listen, to have you. Me and I bet you. If I had known this, like he, I, I'd have jumped in on the beginning. We could talk some wild shit. So this Wednesday, dynamite. Before we go, uh, it's in Baltimore. We've got Orange Cassidy, Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, and Bandito. Against the Jericho Appreciation Society, MJF and Sammy Guevara against Darby and Jungle Boy Jack Perry. If Darby and Jungle Boy win, the match becomes a fatal four-way. Trace de Mayo trios battle royal. He does love his battle royals, doesn't he? Zareya taking on Willow Nightingale and Ricky Starks against Juice Robinson. That dynamite's gonna be good. I'm looking forward to this one. Battle royals gonna be a little nuts. When do you not look forward to Dynamite? That's a great question, and I don't have an answer to that, so I'm just going to pass. Rob, when do you not look forward to Dynamite? <laughs> when it's hooked to a bridge. Damn, that, that went dark. When it's what? When it's hooked to a bridge, he says. No. God, Rob, Rob just took it dark. <laughs> Well, that's going to do it for us here on C2C. Remember, avoid the dynamite on bridges. Whew. Jeez, Rob. Catch up with Rob. Oh, I get it now. Holy shit balls. (laughs) Catch up with Rob on Twitter at Rob Hefner C2C. Catch up with Brian. Holy fuck. I got to be dense. (laughs) Vlad Dragul C2C. That's V-L-A-D-D-R-A-G-O-O-L-C2C. I'm at Stanford. 
And the show is at C2C Radio Show and C2CRadioShow.com. Have a good week, everybody. Thanks for listening. That is fucking crazy. (laughs) 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 (laughs)